Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Your dog ate what? That's the uh, headline of Senator Dennis Linthicum's latest newsletter, and it is very interesting because, believe it or not, that's what a federal government attorney is using as an excuse to continually try to delay the grand jury proceeding that Senator Linthicum and Kim Thatcher, another state senator, brought forward regarding what? Well, the fraud, all about COVID. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're also going to talk about an interesting article in the Oregon Capital Chronicle about Oregon's unaffiliated voters. They're the largest voting bloc in the state. They're a lot more partisan than what you think. But yet, how much are they really going to shift the outcome of November's elections? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to Political Coffee. I very humble radio talk show host, a benevolent dictator that I am, decide during the week what topics we're going to talk about because I choose them based on my belief. We can use these topics or you can use these topics and how we talk about them to change your world by having those meaningful conversations about things that matter with people who are, in fact, persuadable in our lives and in our worlds. Because that's how we change this state, one person at a time. Including all of them, their unaffiliated voters, everybody thinks is this great pool of people that are going to decide the election. Well, in one way, they are. Because they are this big pool of voters that don't vote nearly in the numbers of the Republicans or the Democrats But they are that pool of voters that can be used by the fraudsters to cast either illegal or counterfeit ballots. That's what we're talking about today. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails always to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. By the way, An interesting um, story about elections in Michigan. Story on Just the News about how a very good DOJ attorney whom I have interviewed before, J. Christian Adams, has filed a lawsuit for a nonprofit in, well, actually in Michigan, but against the George Soros-backed Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. Of 25,000 dead people registered, they even included the pictures of their gravestones in the complaint. They gave all of this information to the George Soros-backed leftist Secretary of State, 
Jocelyn Benson in Michigan. She did nothing. So what are they doing? Well, they're demanding that she purge those 25,000 deceased voters from the state's role. And in fact, they were granted that recently. This is a big deal because in Oregon, we have these basically these dead people are going to be allowed to remain on the voter rolls for as long as they want. We cannot survive if this happens. It is illogical and it is just against all common sense. Now, again, you this purpose for me even to engage in this show and get up early and to do research and to look at topics that I think can help you change your world, that's the purpose of this show. That's why I do it. So don't you think you could have a conversation with someone who's persuadable in your world by saying, why would the Democrats want to keep? Because it was their, the, the Democrats rather, passed a bill that would keep dead people on the voter rolls basically in Oregon forever. Why would they want that? Does that make any sense to you? If you're dead, why would you need to continue to be on the voter rolls? It is something that you could use in terms of being able to have a conversation with someone. Because you're not alone. Anne writes me an email. By the way, if you want to send me emails, it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Hi, Jeff, she writes. I've been writing you notes for a long time about how Republicans will never win another statewide election in Oregon again until we get rid of mail-in voting. Because it is a total fraud. And they just throw as many Republican ballots in the trash as they need to to make sure Dems win. It doesn't matter who our candidates are or what they campaign on. You don't seem to agree with my take on this. I want to tell you about a ranking I saw recently as a conservative Christian private newsletter that I get every day in my email. There was a study done recently by a voter integrity think tank. Out of all 50 states, Oregon ranks number 48, meaning that there are only two states in the country that are more corrupt than Oregon. I assume those two are probably New York and California. After this midterm is over and the Dems sweep again in Oregon, despite the fact that 80% of Oregon's are not happy with the direction we're heading in, I look forward to your thoughts on this. Thanks for a very good show every day. And thank you for your compliments, but I don't know where you get the idea that I don't seem to agree that Republicans will never win another election in Oregon. Because that, frankly, is what I've been preaching about. As long as the machines are in place and as long as voter fraud opportunities exist in state law, as they do, with the inability to remove dead people from the rolls, as long as that's what's happening, yeah, we're not going to win elections in Oregon. Oh, they're going to make them look close, but that's the scam, right? 
We won't take over the legislature. But it also has to do with what our Republicans campaign on, the issues that they campaign on. I go back to yesterday. Inflation, according to this DHM poll, is the biggest issue right now, at least in Oregon, that people care about. It's bigger by far than anything else. Why? Well, because it's impacting people's lives at the most basic level. That's just common sense. Nobody likes the price of gas these days, even though it's come down some. And of course, the reason it's come down is because the world's going into recession. Just look at Europe. They are. And we are too. How your vote is counted. Who votes and who counts the vote? Yes, it matters. Who doesn't vote also matters with vote by mail. The vote by mail fraud that we are experiencing today in Oregon has been well practiced and rehearsed over time in Oregon. Remember, we were the first state to do mail-in voting. They have refined the techniques involved in mail-in vote fraud, and they have to have a large pool of voters. They have to have people on the voter rolls, whether they are dead or alive, that they can draw from as they hack into the machines and see the vote count every day. They can prepare, as they'll see the trends, they can prepare how many ballots they need. How many they need to win? How close do they need to make it? So coupled with the algorithms and the hackers and the vote fraudsters, the CTCLs, the nonprofits that work with them, yeah, it's going to be hard for any Republican to ever win anything in this state. So how do we overcome that? Well, I've been telling you, one of the techniques is exactly what we've been talking about. You do not turn in your ballot until election day and you turn it in later in the day and you, you turn it into a ballot drop box site or the actual county election site. And in fact, you walk in and you say, here's my ballot. I'm just curious, has anyone already voted in my name? Or one of the other ways that you can do that, and it's a little dishonest, so I don't really recommend this. You throw your ballot away. You shred it. You burn it. Whatever. And then you walk into the county clerk's office on election day and you say, you know, I no longer know where my ballot is. Can you give me a provisional ballot so I can vote? That'll tell you. They'll say, well, it looks like, according to our records, you've already voted. Whoopsies. They'll give you a provisional ballot and you can vote again. But now you have cause for an action and you need to sign an affidavit to that effect. I did not vote 
until I went to the county clerk's office. Someone already cast a vote in my name. That's illegal, folks. So on election day, the first thing we do is we hold our ballots and we overwhelm the system on election day. This makes it harder for them to cheat. Now in Oregon, because we've made it election month and they're trying to develop these rules that really allow them to count ballots for up to 14 days. The law says seven, but they want to extend that to 14. Kim Thatcher blew the whistle on that. The first thing we do is overwhelm it because now it makes it harder for them to cheat. The second thing we do is we go find the fraudsters, the counterfeit votes, the people who are casting ballots, who live at an address they don't live at or at a vacant lot. Again, I go back to yesterday's, go back to yesterday's show. Look at the Lane County presentation of what they found in just a couple of their precincts. It is stunning with people who had more than eight people, eight or more registered in their home. Over 60% of them did, did not have that person living there or some of those people. And they're willing to sign affidavits. And then you take those affidavits to your county clerk. And if the county clerk won't do anything about it, then you take it to the sheriff. You say, here is absolute evidence of fraud. You need to seize the machines. You need to tell the county clerk, you must clean up your voter rolls. So, Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff with 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Like the one I got from... Margaret, about the recall petition of the three leftist school board members. Salem-Kaiser school board members. Go to skeducation.com. Education first. Let me say that right. It's skeducationfirst, all one word, skeducationfirst.com. There's a petition tab. All three petitions. Petition, she writes, have to be printed, filled out according to the directions, and mailed, and they give you the P.O. box. This is important. This is one of the ways we fight back. By the way, I want to uh, thank Power Honda for being one of our great sponsors of this radio station and this radio show. MyPowerHonda.com, that is their website, MyPowerHonda.com. Dot com. J. Christian Adams is a former Department of Justice Civil Rights Voting Division lawyer. He left when he saw Obama 
radicalizing the civil rights division. And now we know that the entire U.S. Department of Justice has been radicalized. So Michigan had 25,000 dead registrants on the active voter rolls. 4,000 of them had been dead for 20 years. They gave, they filed a complaint, they gave all of this to the Secretary of State before the 2020 election. She didn't do anything. So finally they sued. She still hasn't done anything, he writes. Tried to get the case dismissed saying we weren't allowed to sue for, quote, lack of standing. How many times have we heard that? And she lost. So the case is going to go forward. Now listen to this. Here's the money quote. Every state that's faced these kinds of lawsuit eventually settles with us. Let's see if she does. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second because I want you to focus on that. I have been telling you that lawsuits are a part of this puzzle. Yeah, we got to have proof that there's fraudulent voters out there. That's why every one of you should be involved with Oregon People's Vote. They are here in Marion County specifically. Again, you go back and you look at, please, the link to the Lane County Republican Party voter integrity uh, presentation that they gave at the Gathering of the Eagles. It was an abbreviated, the one that's online, you can watch it, you can see it, is very informative. It's a little more expansive. This is a roadmap for you to go out and make a difference, to find the fraudulent voters and to get them people who had their votes stolen or people who are willing to sign an affidavit to say, no, this person does not live here or these people that are registered here do not live here. Get them to sign an affidavit. But the lawsuit is the second thing. Because we have to sue secretaries of the Secretary of State. We have to sue local county officials who are not providing us with the cast vote records. And it's happening. And they're trying to charge outrageous amounts of money. I was on a conference call yesterday. We talked about this. See, the voter registration effort I'm talking about to find the counterfeit and phantom voters is not the same as asking for the cast vote records. Cast vote, ro- cast vote records is the proof in the pudding. Lawsuits have to be a part of this. J. Kristen Adams, we need to be suing the Secretary of State of Oregon in federal court on this issue. In fact, several issues. And get them to settle with us just like the lefty lawyers did prior to 2020. Let's go to Art, who's on the line. Art, good morning. So, Jeff, good morning. Hope you had a good Labor Day yesterday. I worked my butt off yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's the I labored on Labor buddy. That's, that's the price you pay when you're an activist. So, Jeff, the Marion County Commissioners and the Marion County Sheriff, can they not do something about the unconstitutional 
allowing dead people to re- to remain on the voter rolls. Uh, I well, believe- the, the the commissioners um, have uh, probably not the person who has the most. Uh, ability to influence that art is the sheriff. The sheriff has to launch, has to be brought proof that there's fraud, that dead people are voting in Marion County, and that he needs to investigate that. If that happens and he concludes that it's happening, he can simply tell the county clerk, Bill Burgess, you got to clean up your voter rolls. Doesn't matter what Oregon's law says. This is voter fraud. Well, that's what I mean, and I mean, if they're dead, they're dead, Jeff. And if they're still yes. on the rolls, that's unconstitutional. So, I mean, obviously, there's a list of dead people, and obviously, if they're still on the rolls, he can play a vital role in making sure that they're off the list. I mean, that's that's only part of it, because you know the Democrats do other kind of illegal garbage and stuff, but it's one piece of the puzzle. And, of course, if the sheriff has the support of the commissioners, then it carries a little more punch, I think. It does, and, and you're right about that, Art. I cannot disagree. That's a great observation. It's a reason that we all have to pressure the sheriff, the commissioners, and the county clerk to clean up the voter rolls. Art, great point. Thank you. It's 6.30. Back in a moment. God bless you. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Welcome back to Political Coffee. Two topics we're talking about today. Oregon's unaffiliated voters. Are they the key? They're the largest voting bloc in the state, but are they the key? Who's going to win the next governor's election? And then I got to get into this because it's just too good to let go. It is your dog ate what? Dennis Linthicum, state senator, conservative, great libertarian thinker, even though he's a Republican. His piece today about the unbelievable excuse of a government lawyer seeking greater delays in their grand jury lawsuit having to do with COVID. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one I got from Barbara. It's a great job Saturday. I watched virtually because we live streamed the whole thing. And you can watch it now, folks. It's online. She continues, see polls. Although early and not many polled, the machines have got to go. Oregon congressional race polls are at Breitbart. That's what she's referring to. So your dog ate what? 
I'll get to that in a moment because it's just too good. Just too good to let go. Got to remind you, uh, today's going to be like mid-90s. Call Freedom Heating and Air if your air conditioning system is not keeping up. We're going to get a couple of days of cooler weather, and then it's going to explode hot again. That's the forecast. Come on. Bite the bullet, so to speak. You know, us Second Amendment folks, we, you know, we think in those terms, right? Bite the bullet, folks. Just go get your HVAC system fixed, either in your home or your business. That's one of the great things that Freedom Heating and Air does really well. And I will tell you that um, there is absolutely no point in you just living miserably. So call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out. And one of the great things they do are those emergency services. Just call. They'll come out and they'll get it fixed for you right away. 503-580-1456. 580 1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedom all one word, dot net. Your dog ate what? Yeah. Senator Dennis Linthicum says, most of us want the truth, just the honest facts. People are looking for answers. Regarding COVID, man-made mRNA, biological injectables, climate change, inflation, debt, regulatory overreach, and a whole nine yards of censored fabric it gets laid down as domesticated truth. We intuitively know that our world is filled with trade-offs, and we weigh them in making our own decisions. We try to avoid any absurd rules, unnecessary obstacles, and purposefully unclear and contradictory mandates, most of which in turn motivates us towards silly workarounds based on the liberal rules, obfuscations and obstacles that are laid down in our respective pathways. It's an endless circle. However, legitimate breakthroughs do occur. Listen to this, folks. Take, for example, the recent advances that Senator Thatcher and I, along with Dr. Henry Early, or Ely, obtained with our petition to the United States District Court, Federal Court, the District of Oregon, Portland Division. As many of you are aware, we petitioned a grand jury investigation with regard to potential willful misconduct and criminal negligence by key players with the overall overgrown federal public health bureaucracy. Watch our lively interview to get a 30-minute crash course on every citizen's right to petition for a grand jury investigation, as well as our current update on our petition status. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second because I'm going to tie this into your right, our right, for a federal grand jury investigation into willful misconduct and criminal negligence in voting, folks. Let me say that again. In voting in the Secretary of State's actions towards voting. This is why what they are doing is so important. You need to read this. You need to watch the 30-minute crash course. Now, I haven't watched this yet. I'm vaguely familiar with it. We've talked about it on the air when they did this. You can watch the whole thing. 
I'm going to include the link to this on the show plan today, which you can see at kslm.news. You can click on local podcast, political coffees at the top. We will have all of these links to these stories I'm talking to you about right now on that podcast for today. We usually get it done within a half hour, an hour after the show begins, after, after the show is over with, rather. This is the Children's Health Defense Network. It's their website, their TV, and you can watch this thing. The grand jury petition filing for an investigation. We can do the same thing, folks, when it comes to voting. This is critical. Also, so also is bonds for the win. Yes, I, I alluded to this conference call that we had yesterday. Uh, it's a group of, it's the Oregon Liberty Coalition. We are the main sponsor of the Gathering of Eagles event. And by the way, a huge thanks to Dama Kurtwright, owner of um, the Ames Ranch, for continuing to upgrade the facility, the big airplane hangar where we have this event. That live stream broadcast was only made possible because she put the money into the system to make it possible. And also our great advertisers that sponsored that particular event. Thank you to them. That was Beloved Cheesecake. It was Revolution Pool and Spa. And those guys were there, by the way. Revolution Pool and Spa. They defend liberty. Do business with them. Covered Bridge Cafe out in state and a great group of conservatives I've, for many, many years. I lived in Sublimity in the Sublimity area. I went there often. And certainly Kevin Mannix, the Mannix Law Firm, for the great work they're doing in defending liberty constantly. At any rate, this is powerful. You can read this or watch it. It's a 30-minute crash course on every citizen's right to petition for a grand jury investigation. Five months ago, they petitioned five defendants five months ago, folks. This leads me up to your dog ate what? They petitioned, they subpoenaed five defendants. Robert Redfield, former director of CDC. Rochelle Walensky, in her individual capacity, in her official capacity as director of the U.S. Center for Disease. Alex Azar, former secretary of U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Under Trump, by the way, Xavier Becerra, as director of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, currently under the person that supposedly is running the country in the White House. Brian Moyer, in his official capacity as director of the National Center for Health Statistics. These five dissent def defendants asked for a 60-day extension so they could develop a defensive strategy, okay? They wanted to detail their reasons on why a full-scale investigation into the wholesale violation of federal law would be unwarranted or why data transparency, remember that term, 
data transparency was shunned or why their offices distorted the quality, objectivity, utility, and integrity of information disseminated by the federal agencies under their lead. Following that 60-day extension, they asked for another 60-day extension. The court granted the defendant's motion, setting a final date as August 26th. Well, August 26th, Dennis writes, Senator Linthicum, came and went with no response. So as plaintiffs, we filed a request that they that the clerk enter default for each defendant. Needless to say, that got a response. But then their attorney drove their snake oil defense right off the main road and into the ditch. Their claim for a tardy response after having 120 days, four months to work on it, their defense became, and I quote to the court, I experienced a medical emergency involving my dog and was required to take her to the vet and attend to the emergency, which took the entirety of that day and most of the following day as well. Unquote. Senator Linthicum writes, now a kid might try to claim that his dog ate his homework, but no self-respecting sci-fi editor could allow something this outlandish past his desk when trying to make a story about integrity and transparency sound believable. But the attorney for the USA District Court did just that. Enough is enough. Join us in combating government incompetence and malfeasance. You can text CDC data to 52886. Let me say that again. Text CDC data, those words, to 52886. I'm going to do that in just a moment in the break. It is 648. What do you think about that? The dog is my reason. I couldn't defend timely the motion that now is going to be entered into default. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is at Power Buick GMC Talk Line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Or Jeff at KSLM.news. Want to thank Rebecca Donaldson, by the way, for being another one of our sponsors. She is that gold medal winning real estate broker who got, well, she won the award of the best of the Willamette Valley. You know why that is? It's because she's really good at what she does. That's good for you. You know, the real estate market really is changing and very rapidly right now with interest rates where they are and all of these things. She's on top of it all, her and her team. So do yourself a favor, give her a call. 503-269-0747. 2690747 or check out our website, Rebecca's Got Houses.com. Rebecca's Got Houses.com. I told you that I would text CDC data to 52886 over the break. I did. And I immediately got this message in reply. For grand jury investigation details, go here. And then it gives you standforhealthfreedom.com. Ninth Circuit gives you that link to go do that. We can use the same tactic, folks. 
to go after county clerks, the secretary of state on the federal level for malfeasance and fraud in not removing dead voters from the voter rolls. In not removing voters that we give affidavits to the secretary of state or the county clerk that these voters do not live or dead people that actually voted or people who say they did not vote, but someone cast a ballot in their name. You give those affidavits to the county clerk. And if they do nothing about it, you sue them in the grand jury investigation. Now, you got to have some other things to make all of this happen, but this is one of the pieces of the puzzle. How we fix Oregon's broken election system. By the way, yesterday I forgot. I This was too good to pass up, and I just forgot to do it. Folks, on Gateway Pundit, and this was all over, the pictures of five coal miners, this is the headline, five coal miners in West Virginia push a tourist dead electric car up to the coal mines so they could charge it up. Tourists from D.C. According to WBOY-TV, because they covered it. Uh, a Facebook post is a, from a Republican state senator, Randy Smith, who represents the region where the incident took place. He also is a safety coordinator at a coal provider. Some days are just better than others, he wrote, before launching into the tale. And he tells the tale of how these folks, just normal folks, decided to go out to West Virginia from D.C. They ran out of battery at the road entrance to the mine. They were en route from D.C. to the town of Davis in Tucker County. Well, they just happened, which is 170 miles west of D.C. They ran out of battery. So the foreman at the mine went back to the mine and got some guys to push the card to the guard shack where they could plug it into charge. They couldn't tow it. Why? Because it was all plastic underneath and there was nothing to hook to. So here are five coal miners pushing a battery car to the coal mine to charge it up. Now, why is this significant? Because the left wants to ban all coal. Coal provides electricity for a huge part of America. Isn't it ironic that an electric car that the left wants to ban, that they want to force us in Oregon soon that everybody's going to have to buy only electric vehicles moving forward. Who knows? Maybe they'll allow hydrogen. I, I don't know. But they're going to ban, just like they did in California, they're going to ban fossil fuel-powered vehicles. The irony of it, isn't it? A picture's worth a thousand words. Coal miners having to push an electric vehicle up to a coal plant to recharge. A coal 
producing facility that produces electricity that charges electric vehicles. Isn't that interesting? You could use this, couldn't you, in a conversation with somebody? Hey, what happens when you run out of electricity for your electric car that Oregon's going to ban here soon? What happens when you run out of electricity? Where do you get it recharged? A picture's worth a thousand words. I bet you could probably have that conversation with somebody, couldn't you? Um, Anne writes me a follow-up email. The problem is, how do we do that? The initiative process, we have to use vote by mail to get rid of vote by mail. And the Dems will either invalidate a lot of the signatures to keep it off the ballot or they use the same fraud they used to make sure it loses if we ever get to vote on it. Oregonians would have a real revolution and overwhelm the Dems somehow. I don't know how that can happen. The Dems are entrenched, so corrupt. I'll keep listening. Yes, I have just laid out the steps how we do this. Hold your ballot until election day. You overwhelm the hackers that are hacking into these machines and watching the vote count. You overwhelm them. You file lawsuits. You use the grand jury investigation process. You get your sheriff to investigate the fraud you have found because you've been out pounding on doors. You put pressure on the county commissioners, like Art said, to stand with the sheriff, to put pressure on the county clerk who has to stand for election. All of them do. Corby writes an email, says, voting machine. UpperMichiganSource.com is the stolen voting machine was bought on eBay. He writes, why are people so into getting straight to the crooked government for answers? I would have called somebody like the Mike Lindell or yourself before going to the government. This is part of the problem. The sheep always go to the wolves instead of to the good people. It's a great point. You got to go to the sheriff. Yes, a stolen voting machine was sold and bought on eBay, folks. And a state employee who shall never be named. Can't they still commit fraud even when? Yes. Even when turning in a ballot on election day. So since they have inflated the voter rolls to commit voter fraud in Oregon, they have seven days after the election postmark date to receive votes by May. How will voting late on election day matter when they have a week to determine how many votes they need to fabricate to win. Ah, that is a further strategy. That's a little stickier. Talk about that. Because there is a way. You gotta wait until election day. See you then, folks.